Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard any of these episodes before, I'm going to recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with some of my coaching with Kimmy episodes. And I have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. And it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and how often they find love. And it's not just with someone else. Often it's finding love within. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them, whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients. I hope you listen to these, especially as we head into the new year and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too. And it all starts with a call. And in fact, I'm bringing on someone very special today. She actually was a podcast listener and she decided to take the opportunity to have that private breakthrough call that I offer on every single episode. And for those of you who don't know this, it's me. Okay. It's not a bot. It's not like, you know, a minion that I have working with me. A lot of times people are surprised that they actually hear my voice on the other end. So yes, I encourage all of you or any of you, especially as we head into the new year to hop on a call with me. But with this particular woman, she did, she did take that advice and hop on a call. And you know, when we first talked, she was having a lot of difficulties progressing on dates and making meaningful connections overall. And she reported being really good at the first date, but then she would find herself growing anxious and having desperate energy and the men would eventually pull away. And so she found herself in this loop and this pattern with men she was attracting where it would start out hot and heavy and then poof, fizzle into breadcrumbs in in the end, which would just feed her anxiety and desperate need for attention and validation. And she also realized that she was in her head quite a bit and worried constantly about what other people thought of her, what was next. Everything was, you know, just kind of riddled with that nervous energy, especially as she was out there dating. So she did decide to invest in coaching with me. And as we worked together, Megan started understanding how to become more present and really build up her internal validation so that she could attract men that valued her as much as she valued herself. That's where it began. And she started to learn to lean back, receive more rather than do and plan everything for men, which she usually did, and express her needs and feelings. And before she knew it, she met a fantastic guy and she's still going strong with him today. And she's cautiously optimistic with him. But most of all, her success lies within her, how she's finally loving herself and seeing her worth. But I'll let her tell you that story. Welcome, Megan. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Hi. 
<laughs> yes, you are here. You are so yes. here and you're, you're present finally. I mean, I think you're getting there. Right. Um, cause that was one of the things we had talked about is just like kind of a lot of that worrying that you were doing. Do you remember that girl that I just described by the way? Yes, I do remember her vividly. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were, I mean, it's been kind of a bit of a journey, but like a lot of positivity that's happened and a lot of growth, I think that's happened as well. Yeah. And it's a constant journey, right? You and I talked about this and, you know, I always say, even when you have success and you're feeling better, there's going to be more to learn, more to grow. And especially as you move into like a relationship phase, but I would love for you to describe, I mean, I just summarized a little bit, but I would love to hear just your words on what life was like when you were that girl and what like prompted you to hop on a call with me? Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of talked about uh, like my history growing up that probably led me to have some of these tendencies that I had um, yeah. and are still working on, I'm sure. But the, you know, I was, I felt like through my early twenties, cause I'm kind of in my mid thirties now, just kind of going in these relationships that were kind of short term and feeling more of that like desperation, maybe not choosing the right people per se. Um, and then I was in a pretty long term relationship for over five years. And then when that ended, kind of like in my early 30s, it was like trying to get back out there, but then still kind of dealing with these tendencies that I was having. Um, and so, you know, it was that's what I was dealing with. And then just not feeling like confident or sure about anything and needing like direction and needing confidence. And I think that's what we worked on. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned about your past. I mean, do you mind sharing a little bit about the connections you and I kind of made around that and how that was showing up in your dating life? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was, you know, I think that's probably one of the most helpful things that we did was kind of that inventory initially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just going on like, okay, what was my relationship with my parents like and my, um, you know, siblings and that type of thing. And then how that translated into um, how I dealt with things. Um, so I guess with my parents, they're very loving type of people, but they're just not like, uh, it was always hard to develop that emotional connection. So just not feeling um, like certain about how their feelings were. And then that translated into maybe not having most authentic connections because I wasn't confident in myself. Um, so just understanding that background of not developing always the best emotional connections early on and how that translated into like relationships um, yeah. later on in life as well. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the other thing, that you just touched upon, but I really think, you know, like as we talked about like the different dating experiences, even when you and I were working together was the the uncertainty and the anxiety that you were feeling was really so much connected to that past, right? Because like, if you grow up in a home and this is for you listening, not just you, Megan, because I think a lot of people, if you grow up in a home where you're left guessing how people think and feel, it it 
leaves a lot of uncertainty and guesswork. And then you have to fill in the holes. And that's where you start doing things and producing things and planning things because you're trying to create certainty, right? Because that's where anxiety comes from is when you're not certain about what's next. And a lot of the triggers that you were having as we were even, you know, diving into some of the interactions you were having online and with these guys, that was kind of the inner child trigger, right? That that mm-hmm. feeling of uncertainty. And I think you did such a good job trying, you know, working through that. Like I loved when you texted me, you know, and stopped yourself from texting him and, you know, like little things like that, where you were trying to self-regulate some of that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was another big thing too, is just figuring out how to self-regulate anxiety and like kind of figuring out coping strategies for anxiety versus like maybe putting them on other people, just like kind of figuring out how to deal with things myself. Cause it's not bad to like lean on other people necessarily, but figuring out what you can do, um, on your own, I think that gives you a lot of confidence as well. Yeah. And like the feeling that you can handle situations that are, are, are uncertain, uncertain. Totally. Yes. Cause it was like trusting yourself. I mean, knowing that you, you are able to do that, you know, on your own. And, but also I think the flip side, and this is the balancing act. And I know like, it's still kind of a work in progress, but then also being able to receive because you're a giver <laughs> and yeah. right. And you're a go-getter and you're a planner. And a lot of that had to do with um, your self-worth and, you know, kind of also tapering a little bit of the anxiety when you have something planned, you know, that kind of thing, but even just allowing yourself to, to be in that receiving mode. I know it's mm-hmm. hard, but do you want to talk yeah. about, about that? Yeah, I mean, that is probably like one of the biggest issues now looking at it in hindsight that I was dealing with for a lot of years and like, you know, talking to a friend about it, they can never see that from the perspective, I think that we talked about it Mm -hmm. um, and the depth we talked about it. But yeah, I feel like just, I feel like I can do a lot so I can manage multiple different things. I like very organized, very like time oriented, like, and so I thought, well, okay, I can manage this by planning it um, and kind of like owning certain situations. But I mean, ultimately that didn't really get me very far because I mean, it doesn't seem like people, people want to like work for something too. So yeah. if I'm planning it, then they're, they don't really have to do as much work. And then it's not, doesn't feel like it's, they've earned anything necessarily. And so just making sure that somebody feels like they've earned the affection is important. Um, and so, I mean, it's better for me essentially in the long term to receive, cause then I don't have to do as much work, but just being like open and okay to receive um, was, you know, it's something I'm working on, but I mean, I, I think I've made progress towards it. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, and do you want to talk a little bit about how that showed up with men in particular? Yeah. Um, I mean, (laughs) it just like, well, I guess with date when I actually, so, I mean, a lot of guys I'd go on dates with, it's like, you know, they, I'd be the one ending it, um, first because I just wasn't into them or attracted. And, but then the guys that I actually did really like, um, I would be putting more energy into it. 
And then when I was putting like that energy into it, they just wouldn't feel like they were, I don't know, they were earning my affection. And so then now that I'm like, okay, if I actually like somebody, now I have to step back and be like, let's see what they're giving towards me before I like start investing more time into them. Yes. And see, that's where that desperation energy was coming in. I remember, you know, because if you really liked somebody, you felt like you had to step up to keep them. And actually it was doing the opposite, you know, right. And then the other thing about that, and I think this is really important, is that when you're in that energy, that kind of forward energy where you're doing everything and you're putting all the efforts in, you attract takers, Right. Mm -hmm. Like you attract the kind of tornado interactions or relationships that we, I was saying that you were attracting before where it was like hot and heavy in the beginning. And, but then like, there was nowhere to go with it, you know, there, and the, maybe the men that you attracted were just kind of these takers and they would just take what you gave them all, you know, cause you just gave it all, <laughs> you know, and right. there was nowhere to go after that. And so they moved on, you know, to get the same dynamic with someone else. And so what's so beautiful, the space you're in now is when you're like leaning back and you're really letting the man give to you, you don't have to do all that work and you have a different kind of guy now. Now you have a guy who's a giver. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I guess what I was dealing with is like, okay, well maybe if I do Um, another thing for this person, then that will make them more attracted to me or more invested in me. But it's actually like that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So it has to be like, it's more of like them trying to earn me at the beginning and then slowly I can give them more affection. Exactly. Exactly. I also wanted to touch upon this kind of whole notion of vulnerability and expressing your feelings, you know, because I know obviously you grew up not really learning that. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so I think that I like didn't have that as much in my childhood, I guess, about like really understanding how to express my feelings and be vulnerable. Um, But I mean, then when I got out into my 20s, I would try, but then I, I wasn't, I don't think I chose the right people that would uh, be willing to accept my vulnerability or give it back to me. Um, So I think what I mean, we talked about recently is like, it's okay to be vulnerable, and it's okay to express my authentic feelings and emotions. Um, And then trying to like choose the right people who are going to respond to that authenticity. But since I haven't chosen the right people, it's like a muscle I haven't exercised recently. And Mm -hmm. so then if I do choose the right person, then I have to reconnect with like sharing, being vulnerable and sharing my authentic self. Um, And so that's something I've like trying to been trying to reconnect with recently that like place that I haven't been to in a while. Mm -hmm. And, and and I know you kind of have been saying this and as you're sharing more and you're just like asking questions and clarifying and expressing how you feel, there's a deepening of a connection that happens. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think that like, I just hadn't 
haven't done that in a while. And like, I'm actually like forcing myself now to ask those questions earlier on when, Mm -hmm. before I didn't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, if this person is not willing to respond to these questions and also an authentic way back to me, um, then they're not a good match. And, but I need to like, sometimes take the initiative to ask questions and express myself authentically. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something I've definitely really been working on, especially the last few months. Yeah. And you've been doing such a good job with it and really, um, you know, just being aware. I think that's the thing too, is like the, the first step I always tell people is having that awareness piece and like you feel it when you know, you need to do it. And even though it might feel weird or scary or different, I mean, you're practicing it and that's why I think you're getting all the results. I mean, you, I mean, Megan, you've been doing the work. Like that's, that's the thing. And when you do the work, that's what happens. And that's why you're where you are, you know, but Mm -hmm. I would love to talk about uh, also some things that worked for you when we were coaching together around some of this stuff. Like, are there some like highlights that kind of stick out in your mind? Yeah. Um, so I think the most beneficial thing for me kind of early on was um, I think you recommended an app I should download to kind of mm-hmm. like write down, check in my emotions a couple of times a day. Um, and then when I was feeling anxious, like figuring out ways to cope with those uh, feelings mm-hmm. um, in a healthy way. I think that was probably one of the, like the most important things early on. Um, and I'm a reader, so you would definitely give me a lot of like <laughs> books every time to read. And so I th- thought that was helpful because it was kind of targeted about, um, where I was at. So there's a couple like really good recommendations there that I thought were very helpful. Um, and then kind of like the data dating, I think helps me mm-hmm. think about things objectively as well. Um, I think those were like some of the really good ones, but there were so many different things that tools we used um, yeah. to help out, you know, cause it's like you take a, like what I was dealing with in that moment and then be like, okay, well then let's try to like figure out an objective way to handle how you're feeling versus mm-hmm. just like talking about the emotion and not really knowing how to process it. So let's like, let's figure it out objectively. Yeah. And you and I were talking about this a little bit this week about how coaching together was different than like things that you've done before. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, after I got out of my long-term relationship, I was like, okay, I really want to go whatever I want to do next dating. I want it to be kind of healthy um, as much as possible. So I was reading a lot of like books um, then, and then I was like trying to go to therapy as well. Um, which I thought was like definitely helpful, but it wasn't very targeted, um, Mm -hmm. at what I was dealing with because it's obviously what we did, it impacted my dating life, but then like the goal is that it would impact other parts of my life as well. Um, but like, like therapy didn't seem very targeted about dating because it's like career wise, I think I'm doing fairly well, friends, like family, I feel like I'm like kind of where I want to be, but this was like, the one thing that was really off. So I think that I did all that stuff, but it wasn't as helpful as what we've done mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And it's true. Sometimes, you know, when you're just working on things and you're making connections in a more generalized way, 
and it's just like anything else. It's like kind of, you know, what, what you do for a living. I know you're, you know, you work with people and it's like, when you have something targeted and really focused, it's not just the exercises, but it's also your mindset because you're really focusing it on it, you know? And so you're seeing things, you're putting energy to it. And I think, yeah, I mean, gosh, this was just three months of work together. Mm -hmm. And look at how far you've come. I can only imagine where you're going to go in the next three months, you know, like as you continue this. So, yeah, well, I, I've been so enjoying working with you too, Lisa, uh, Megan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if you were to, you know, like reflect on, you know, if you knew then what you know now, like, is there some advice that you would give yourself almost, you know, I know that's kind of a goofy question, but you, you do know a lot more now. Like compared to when I first started working yeah. with you compared to now. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely like it's most important that you have to do the work, you know, yes. just like yes. there's there's no like easy solutions, I guess, instead of like you just have to be consistent with putting in the effort and the time to like follow through with everything. Um so I think I did that for the most part. I mean, nobody's perfect with any of that stuff. So I think it's more just like trying to stay consistent, like trying to, I mean, the biggest thing too is like, I had to be authentic with you about what I was dealing with. And I think mm-hmm. that like, that's hard too to be able to be open with somebody and express what you're going through. Cause I think what we talked about recently, sometimes you think that what you're going through is just unique to you, but a lot of people deal with what um, like, I'm sure things that I've dealt with other people are dealing with as well. So I think just being authentic and open with you to kind of figure everything out, Mm -hmm. um, is important. Um, and I mean, I guess the other biggest thing too, and I think we talked about this too, with like being okay with like failures and like, Uh, and also just being, um, like kind of, we talked about like the accomplishment chart and like when something does go well, um, to celebrate that, which is always hard when you're kind of like a type A personality. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you're mentioning this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, it does feel kind of like if something goes wrong, um, you're just like, well, what's well, like, it just keeps everything keeps on going wrong and you focus on all the negatives. And so I think um, just, we got through it like probably at the fourth or fifth call, but like, it's just like, okay, I am making progress. Um, mm-hmm. There have been positive things. So I think you just telling me to focus on the things that have gone right versus the things that, that have gone wrong. Um, that's that, I mean, that was really helpful. Um, yeah. Cause I, sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, this year was just awful. Like, and I'll <laughs> list the, like the 40 things that have gone wrong, but like then like reflecting back on the year, it's just kind of like, well, there's so many things that, did go right. And I did learn so much and that will translate into what I'm going, like what's going to happen in the future. And so taking that overall, like big perspective, um, but then also like in like day to day or like week to week, realizing there have been really positive things that have happened has that's, that was important. 
I'm so glad you mentioned that, especially as we head into the new year. And you're right. You are not the only one dealing with this, which is why I wanted you to come on this podcast, <laughs> because you are going to inspire so many people who are maybe in that stuck place that you once were, knowing that, yeah, like it, changing. I always say there's three things that have to happen when you shift and change. You have to change your mindset. You have to change your approach and you have to change your perspective. And that mindset, that positivity mindset was, I think, crucial. And especially you listening, if you're a high achiever and you feel like nothing is quite good enough, like, and you're always on this constant quest for better, that's what will do you in for sure. Because then you're never going to see anything right. You're always going to see what can improve and what be better. And that's a lot of that is connected to the childhood upbringing. But Megan, you're so right. The The fact that you stopped yourself and, and really reflecting, and now you have this episode to reflect on, you know, of all the goodness that has happened this year. It's just really, you know, inspiring. And, and I would say when you start slipping back and we, you and I talked about this and because everybody does, everybody will have bad days. Everybody will have bad moments with even like your partner or people you're dating but it's how you become resilient after that. Like, how do you bounce yeah. back? Right. Like, it's not, right. it's not just gloom and doom. And now, like, you go back into the rabbit hole. Like, Megan, you will never go back to the woman that you were before. I, I am telling you that right now, just so you can go into the new year with confidence because, like, these skills that you developed no one can take those away. You might slip and fall, but now you have tools where you can get up again. Yeah. Well, I think that's too, it just seemed like a, like something that I was constantly running into the same issues. And that's why I was like, okay, if, yeah, I had a long-term relationship, which was, there were some positive things, some negative things, but like, besides that, there was just a lot of like the same thing that was happening over and over again, like, you know, <laughs> short three to six month things that were like, you know, like you said, hot and heavy, but then they would just like dissipate and I'd end up in the same place. And so I was just trying to figure out, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, like we talked about recently, I'm excited about this person for sure, but you just never know with any, anything what's going to happen. But no matter what, I think it's having that resilient mindset mm -hmm. that will get me through whatever comes my way. And I think that's the most important thing that I've taken away. For sure. Oh, I love that. Well, let's talk about the good stuff that's happening right now. Speaking of which, <laughs> so you're dating this guy. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about him and what feels different this time around. Well, for sure, it's the receiving. For ah, sure. Yeah. Like, that's probably like the number one thing. Um, and so it's just being like, and I, we, I mean, when I text you about like, things that were going on you're like okay he has to be the one I mean he doesn't have to but like he should be taking initiative early on to kind of like be planning things um obviously I mean to some extent early on like paying for things and mm -hmm. that type of thing so like he's investing in me um so it's like just being okay kind of like receiving the planning um and not doing it and like receiving the Oh my God. Um, Wait, I have to interrupt for a second because that, I mm -hmm. mean, I'm, it, and it's so cute because I loved your, <laughs> you're like, you mean I shouldn't do anything right now? Like, I just, I know. You know, like, it really took a lot for you to sit on mm -hmm. your hands and not like, 
you know, pull out the wallet or plan something the next day. And it's like, Megan, just lean back and totally enjoy this. And I just that, you know, and knowing that you you're getting through that. And, And how does that feel now that you're doing that? Um, it's obviously a work in progress, but it's yeah, getting better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I was kind of doing that with the last guy too, a little bit um, of just trying to be better at receiving. So now that I've done it another time, it's like, okay, it feels a little bit more like a little bit more confident in it. Um, so yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. But I think the second thing that I've done that's made a better connection um, is just like, I don't know, just again, trying to be more authentic and trying to say how I feel more and try to be more vulnerable. Um, And I think that's encouraged him to be more vulnerable as well. I also think I chose somebody that is open to that versus somebody that like shuts down quickly. So I think if he wasn't the type of person that would be open to talking about things and open to being vulnerable as well, then I I think that was something I was going to have to step back from. But since I took the leap and then he was okay with it I think that's probably developed things better as well well not Um, just probably it did I can guarantee you yeah and and along those lines and because this is something that I think so many people grapple with is that you know a lot of times you hold back on your feelings and your needs and wants and desires in fear of dot, 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 right? Like you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to make things, you know, worse or put somebody in, you know, an awkward position, like whatever it was that was worrying you. But Mm -hmm. it's, it, I think you're learning. It's just the opposite. Like when, when you do that early on, as you're getting to know someone, you get to see how that person responds. And if that person isn't responding to your needs, it's not that you caused them to like pull away or rock the boat. You actually are with someone who's not able to communicate or also respect your needs and wants. Right. And I think that's like what I was dealing with a lot before is that I would choose people that maybe couldn't respond to my needs or my wants. And then I'd be like, well, what am I doing that is like not good enough for this person? But it's more like, okay, if that person can't doesn't want the same things as me or like it's not on the level that I'm at well that's okay I just have to like be better about like ending it as soon as possible so that I can find somebody that is okay that is on my level um so that's that's been a huge takeaway as well of like I probably wasted not wasted time but you know just was going through a feedback loop that repeated itself um many times and then it's like okay well that was the biggest thing it's not something it is stuff that I had to work on, but it's also like stuff of choosing the person who is also, like I said, just meets me at my level too. Yeah. You know, it's a funny thing. I often say sometimes in efforts to try to not waste time, you're like trying to speed things up. You're actually wasting time, you know, and, and a lot yeah. of it has to do with the fear factor. So you hold back or you're vetting so hard or you're looking at one quality and you're discarding that person instead of just really, you know, 
being present and doing kind of the, the skills that we worked on. And, and I think that's why you attracted this guy. And I'm just, I'm so, I'm just so happy for you and wherever it goes. Cause like you and I said, it doesn't matter. Like you attracted something different and you're being different. And so yeah, that's, it's only going to better yourself no matter where you end up with him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just feel like more confident no matter what. I mean, I, I feel like I can handle situations and not get to such a negative place. And that's probably been like the most important thing because I think when I was started listening to the podcast, um, I was kind of in a, just a negative place with like a particular guy. And it was just like, I don't want to be in this spot like ever again. And it's like, again, like I don't think things are linear. I don't think progress is linear. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I don't think I'm going to get to that negative place again. So that like gives me a little, like, again, just, it's a huge confidence thing that I've been, that I've worked on and built with your help. Oh, Megan, I am so happy. I know. And I love working with you. What would you say to somebody as we kind of leave here to people who are maybe in that negative state or feeling stuck and they're thinking about, you know, getting help or hopping on a call, but they're hesitant. What, what would you tell them? What advice would you have? Well, I think the biggest thing is sometimes you think you can kind of deal with things on your own and like to some extent you can. Um, But then it's like, okay, if you actually are dealing with things that have you've dealt with for the long term that you can't seem to break a habit or cycle, somebody to look at it in an objective way. And like, I have a lot of friends and, you know, people that are willing to give me advice, but they can't really see it from an outsider perspective because Mm -hmm. they've known me for so long. Um, so then somebody that objectively can look at something and be like, okay, well, this is probably all the things that, and the reasons why you're dealing with things and figure out solutions to those things. Like that's, I think kind of like a game changer, especially like we talked about, it's like, okay, there's certain things that I really want in the long term, but if I'm like going to keep on going in the same negative loop forever, I'm never going to achieve those. Um, so that was like my biggest thing too, is like, I just don't want to be going through these negative cycles forever. And so I think it's just like, okay, well, you have to take initiative at some point to figure out what is going wrong and then how to fix it. Um, So I think, yeah, like reaching out to somebody that does have like a skill um, and specifically that is like like, extremely helpful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank God you hopped on that call that day. Like, can you imagine? To, to that point, like, what if, what if we never had that call? Imagine what your life would be now. I mean, maybe you would have gotten help somewhere else, which would have been great, but it, it just, it's interesting how that one action, that one little transaction changed the course of your life. And that's, what's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I do feel like it's, it's hard because it's just like, you don't want to get out of your comfort zone either. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Good point. You know, mm-hmm. it's so it's like, okay, well, I have to force myself to get out of my comfort zone to be able to achieve what I want to achieve and like have the goals that I want to like want to do eventually met. So I think that was the big thing of just like forcing myself to do something that is sometimes uncomfortable to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And as I always say, no one changes in a state of comfort. You only change in a state of discomfort because it means it's something that 
you need to work on or do. So Megan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. And it's special now that you'll have this episode to reflect on and and motivate you in the future. So Mm -hmm. please keep in touch. And as I say, it's never goodbye. It's always like, keep in touch. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for joining me today, you listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want help overcoming challenges and meeting the right people in the world and break your patterns, obviously hop on that free breakthrough call that we keep talking about. And you can click the link you see in the show notes. But also, I have something coming up. There is a workshop, another workshop. And it's coming up on January 23rd. It's called How to Meet People IRL in Real Life. And it's a perfect way to kick off the new year and motivate you to make some changes in your love life. This is a co-ed interactive workshop to give you the best tips for confidently navigating the social scene without anxiety, without uncertainty. And it's more than just about dating. As you hear on my podcast You know, dating is a way of relating and it's about changing the way you mingle, present yourself and connect daily so you can date with confidence. So just click the link you see in the show notes to register or you can go to stophatingdating.com. That's stophatingdating.com. But hurry because seats are limited. And yes, you'll see me live in the Zoom room. If you are there, I would love to see you. So That is all for now. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. 